Welcome back to another episode in the zone, episode 40, another milestone to our beautiful podcast. Today is basically all wrestling for all of those that are listening. It's been a busy weekend here, um, and it's going to be an even busier weekend for us next week. Um, Alino, I know that you're going to NXT, and then me and Pinello have the privilege to go to all four shows in a row. So we're going to be downtown quite a bit next weekend, but... Before we get into the actual shows today, I just want to ask you guys, we kind of did this before with the Royal Rumbles, you know, favorite moments, favorite matches, but I want to get more specific. Top five SummerSlam uh, shows all time. What what are they? Is this me and my starting again? You're going to start because I'm looking at you. So (laughs) (laughs) this is true. All right. So, uh, yeah, top five coming in at number five. I got SummerSlam 2015. This was the... AJ Cena, the Finn versus Seth, yeah. and the Brock versus Orton. And those three matches alone, when you hear all those names involved, you're like, okay, this is a good show. And uh, you didn't even have to look at the undercard of how good it was. Like uh, Sheamus versus Cesaro started their best of seven series, which I remember. Wait, which one, wait which one was SummerSlam 15? That was Brock and... Was it 15 or 14? Brock and... Brock and Orton. Brock and Orton was 16. 16, that's my bad then. 2016 number five. <laughs> I forgot to write this uh, number. I got them all listed here for the fifth one. I forgot to write. No, because I I remember vividly. 15 was fucking Lesnar and Taker. Yeah, I remember oh, that. Yeah. That's why I had to look them up this morning because like those few years I get them mixed. Yeah, up. man, they're all the same. They're all the same <laughs> show. They're they're nothing better than great. Yeah. Nonetheless, on that show, like AJ Cena and Finn and Seth for yeah, the Universal was Title was just crap. stellar. And for a show like SummerSlam, you need to have those monumental moments like that. So. Those two matches alone, like, yeah, that makes the list for me. Me, I'm going to go with SummerSlam 2017 at number five. Just that main event alone, Brock, Braun, Samoa Joe, Roman, being the crap out of each other all over the ring. That's what, the, like, when Braun was carving, like, his rise as a babyface at that point was at his, like, heightest. And I was surprised that he didn't win that. I really thought they should have pushed the green light on that, given the run. But uh, Roman, everyone was booing him, so clearly that wasn't working. And Samoa Joe, that's uh, part of the programs and all those promos leading up where he really furthered away from being just that indie wrestler from NXT and being legit and Brock retaining. That was a great match. So SummerSlam 2017. Yeah, my uh, my number five is SummerSlam 09. Um, a lot of people know this time to be not the greatest in WWE where – it was more PG. It was kind of going in that direction. But, man, this show for me was just perfect. You had Jeff Hardy, CM Punk, arguably put on one of the greatest finishes to a pay-per-view you can. Undertaker coming back. Um, igniting the feud with CM Punk in there. You just made a star in CM Punk right there. I think that was basically the night where CM Punk went from as a, a wrestler to a superstar. And him being one of my favorites all time that's just something that just made it even better and of course you have you had to love the stuff that was going on with randy and cena at the time that those two were just dominating this the scene and i just i love that i love that show all in all that was dx and legacy too that was yeah yeah, that was michaels came back that was just it was a great match i thought i mean a great show sorry even you had ray and ziggler open just a great show for me i had jared's show Jericho and Big Show. Some highlights at that time. Awful (laughs) stuff. Uh, Yeah, number four, I got SummerSlam 2003. 
with uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Elimination Chamber match, which, you know, there are very few people in wrestling that I will never get behind. Bill Goldberg is one of them. <laughs> so when I saw him tear through fucking HBK, Randy Orton, and Chris Jericho like nothing, I'm like, okay, this is it's kind of sh- not shitting on my heart right now. And then Triple H, the, uh, receiving that sledgehammer, just sliding it in and then knocking him out, to me was the funniest thing in the world. At the time, it's like, oh, Goldberg should have gone over, but I watch that now over, and I'm like, that's, that's so funny, and I love it. And there's so many uh, superstars in that match. The Fatal 4-Way match for the U.S. title on that show, that's a match that kind of gets lost and because uh, it's, it's behind was that, was so it, many. Who was it? And that was that Eddie? That was Eddie, uh, Benoit, Tajiri, and Rhino. Yeah. And they gave it 15 minutes, and it was a fun little sprint. Kane and RVD was very fun for me. Uh, RVD was my boy growing up, so (laughs) watching him try to take down that fucking truck was fun. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, the crowd was bumping the entire night. Shane vs. Bischoff was fucking hilarious, and Stone Cold came out, and it was was very 1998, this show. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, so number four. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of 1998, that's mine at number four. You got uh, The Rock and Triple H uh, right when they were starting to become uh, main eventers for that Intercontinental title. Uh, ladder match that Triple H won. Uh, you had X-Pac and Jeff Jarrett, hair versus hair. You saw Edge. That's when Edge was like starting to become uh, more known and the fans were starting to get behind him. Um, main event, Austin and Undertaker. Pretty good match. And that's what started that whole Austin, Kane, and Undertaker feud. Uh, so great crowd too. New York. Can't go wrong there. Going SummerSlam 98. My number four is actually... Uh, 20 years later, uh, SummerSlam 2018, uh, last year's event to me was perfect. I thought uh, everything was basically pretty damn solid. Uh, Cedric defeated Drew to retain his Cruiserweight title. You even had Charlotte, uh, Carmella, Becky, and that was Becky's heel turn finally. And that was – wait, was it the heel turn there Uh, at SummerSlam? Yeah, that was when she turned on Charlotte, and that was – Basically, what made Becky so popular right now was that heel turn. So that's a big moment there Uh, as well. The New Day, um, I think they won the tag titles there. And then, of course, you had had the Miz and Daniel Bryan in that singles match, which I thought was amazing. And you also had Samoa Joe and AJ, which was also amazing. So kind of like what Pinello said with uh, 2016, you have three solid matches. That's just going to get me that grade. But again, I think... As well, what boosted is Roman Reigns beating Brock Lesnar finally and getting that moment. At least at the time, we thought that it was done with Brock, but it was all a facade. So number four is 2018 for me. Number three, I got SummerSlam 2001. This was, uh, for me, all these DQ finishes, the Angle and Austin match, might be the greatest match of all time that finished in a DQ. It was just, uh, it was a 25, it was, you look at the two names involved, you know what you're getting. It was just sensational. Uh, and then the screwy finish was hilarious. Uh, Rock and Booker T to send all the kids home happy. That was a fun, energetic match for the WCW title during the invasion angle. So the fact that an invasion pay-per-view was on my list is pretty funny. Uh, this was also the latter match, RVD Jeff Hardy, which you throw those two together. It can never go wrong. Edge and Landstorm for the IC title uh, just a few weeks before him and Christian broke up. So there was a lot brewing there. A lot was on this card, so yeah, this is a stellar show for me. Did you think Booker T should have gone over the Rock in that pay-per-view? No, no. 
because I think they may have dropped the ball with Booker T early on. Because The Rock came back from filming Scorpion King, and then Booker T was coming as like he was a big name in WCW. They didn't get Hogan and Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner to come until later. So I don't know. Looking back, sometimes I think maybe Booker could have went over in a way, but I don't know. Do you think his career uh, was at that height yet where they could have uh, had a more of a main eventer? He was because he was the guy in WCW and he was still at that age where everyone was expecting him to break through. And if he beat a guy like The Rock at a pay-per-view like SummerSlam, yeah, that would have <laughs> put a fucking jetpack on his back and then right through the ceiling. So I feel like they shafted a lot of those guys, though. Yeah. And Vince was just saying, yeah, you're all mine now. You're all doing nothing once you're in WWF. <laughs> You're probably laughing in the back like, ah, I got all of them. That sting. I want to bring them over. Ah, damn it, TNA. It'll be a nice helping hand. <laughs> Uh, for mine, I'm going to go SummerSlam 2004 for oh. mine spot. Had a lot of guys here like Batista and uh, Evolution there. Eugene, Triple H. That <laughs> match kills me when you see Eugene doing all those finishes from the that was, Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and then uh, the main event, we saw the crowning moment for Randy Orton becoming the youngest world champion by beating Chris the Crippler from Edmonton. Benoit. And then, oh, he uh, said it. The RKO. And right at the end, I think everything about that match was perfect. And Orton, at that age, it's crazy. He was our age at the time. Or maybe a 24. year old. Yeah. And the, just a match he was able to put on at that age. You would think he's been in the business for like 20 years at that point. And the RKO at the end, um, getting out of that uh, cross face and then reversing at the RKO, perfect. And then at the end, he kind of turns face where Benoit says, be a man, shakes his hand. Jim Ross is saying he's the man on Raw now. That was a crowning moment for the Viper. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, 2001 is my third favorite um, and the third best. I think that when you look back at all the names in this show, it was just insane. Like you had The Rock versus Booker T in the main event, and then you had the sub main event Kurt Angle Stone Cold. Those four names alone, it's just it's just insane. And when you look back and you watch it. And yeah, like the the Kurt Angle match ended in DQ, but again, it was it was a very it, it it had the message and it really made everything make sense. And The Rock beating Booker T, going back to your point with Booker, I don't I never saw Booker T as on the same level as The Rock. I never saw that, so it's not really Booker T's fault. I feel like he he had all the talent in the world. He was the guy in WCW, but I think at the end of the day, uh, I'm not even trying to be like racist or anything, but I feel like skin color was a big was a big deal for I think Vince McMahon at the time I don't think he wanted Booker T to be the guy so the rock going over making the kids all happy the alliance basically done after that uh it did its job but yeah RVD Jeff Hardy to me was probably match my favorite match of the night it was just it was for the hardcore championship in a ladder match it's just you don't see that anymore so and these two guys these two guys will do whatever it takes they're probably both high whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) it really doesn't matter but they put on a hell of a show and again chris jericho with stephanie mcmahon everything he used to do with stephanie was just money so it was just a very entertaining uh pay-per-view for me so 2001 is number three for me uh my runner-up second place i got 2013 that uh, was the uh, Christian Del Rio. That was probably the best Del Rio match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Cena, we all know about that. And for me, the Punk and Lesnar match yeah. is the best brawl in the PG era, hands down. It, yeah, that I, me and him probably have the same list now. I'm just going to say it. 2013 was 
like I'm sitting there at Collabs and I'm just surprised. I'm like, I didn't expect this pay-per-view to be this good. It was on Money in the Bank level in the PG era. These two, the two pay-per-views that I look at is SummerSlam 2013 and Money in the Bank 2011. Those are the two. When I look at my shelf, I'm like, okay, I, I have these two pay-per-views. They're arguably the two greatest in the PG era. And when you had CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar, I knew Punk right away. He was going to go all out, brawl, potentially break a rib, do, do whatever, because that's what Punk does. He sells it. Paul Heyman was perfect at that time. He was promoting the match. That was actually happening for a while, uh, the the disband of uh, Paul Heyman and Punk. That was that happened, what, like it was all summer. Yeah, that was like season. three months. That was a long time build. So it made sense. I think Brock going over there, uh, I would have wanted to see Punk win, but Man, it was just, I think it was just more of a very emotional night. Like you had Del Rio and Christian, Christian, the whole one more match thing. And then we all know what the result was. Didn't really like that at all. I think if he didn't tap out. Yeah, that's what (laughs) he didn't have to win. Just, I don't know. Tapping out was kind of a shitty way to end that. I think that that buried basically Christian right there. It's like, okay, you're done, I guess. For, uh, For Brian and Cena, though, this was the first match I've seen from Cena where I'm like, oh, he can hang with guys like that because like he would put on 15 20 minute matches with those but you'd look at them and be like yeah they're fine i guess but this is the first match that i've watched with cena where it's like this was an amazing match and he did it with one of the best wrestlers in the world not because he was with them but like he proved that he can hang so i think yeah. the the other exciting thing with this pay-per-view was when we saw the emergence of daniel bryan and i'm looking at the match and for the first time in a long time, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, maybe this is the new face of the business. This is like a passing of the torch. Maybe Cena's going to lose clean. And he actually lost clean. So I was I was happy with everything. And then we all knew what happened with Orton cashing in. It was just perfect. I thought it was a perfect show. Even the one thing they got wrong was Bray Wyatt and Kane. Yeah. And if, if they yeah. didn't open the show with that, it might have been one of the most perfect shows of the PG era, I think the hands match, down. The match after that, though, Giancarlo's boy, the Dow, oh. against Cody Rhodes <laughs> to yeah. conclude their feud, which at that the was time, a silly feud. Me and you fucking <laughs> loved scholars. that. We did love it. We loved it, but it was stupid. The briefcase into the, with the with the slime and oh. like those two Come were on, golden man. together. They got in there for ten minutes. I'm like, I don't even care what happens. I just I love that these guys are getting the spot. So yeah, just show. like even on natural, like Bray Wyatt and Kane. I remember that, like. That shouldn't even been on the show. If that was a pre-show, that would have been fine. I think that kind of lowered the quality of the overall. Well, remember when we went to the house show, we were oh, so yeah. excited because we saw him. We're like, okay, this guy is definitely going to be a star. And then we see it at SummerSlam and it just, <laughs> it mean, fell flat. It beat Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, when Rowan and Harper put the carpets on top oh, of the yeah. flame? <laughs> What are you doing? What is this? <laughs> and then Orton at the end, um, was that that was the authority, right? Yeah, when, I was yeah. in Triple H. And then Goldust yeah. and uh, Orton had that amazing match in September when we were all at that Raw. Yeah. Solid match. But uh, my number two, I'm going to go. It was, this is tough. I have these two pay-per-views kind of similar, but I'm going to go 2002 at number two. Overall, amazing pay-per-view. You had Shawn Michaels' return. Uh, that street fight unsanctioned match with Triple H. He goes over, and then after the match, Triple H beats him down and gets that heel heat, hitting him in the back with a sledgehammer. 
the Barack and Brock Lesnar great match. Passing of the torch because Rock went to go film another movie or two. And then you had Kurt Angle Ray, phenomenal match. <laughs> Holy shit! So this is another really good top to bottom pay per view that you can watch back again. But I still have it at number two, and I'll explain why when it's number one. Yeah, my, I already said my number two basically. 2013 that was just so so entertaining man like i'm sitting there and i'm just surprised i'm sitting i'm like there's like been four good matches and all the storylines are actually progressing like the cena losing and then you had orton cash in and turn heel there you have a whole program set for the next month and a half the only thing i didn't like was the whole christian tapping out that's the one thing when i look back at it I just question why they had to go that direction. I know Del Rio, ever since coming into the friggin' business, got handed everything. So I don't know if it was because Vince really appreciates Del Rio, or he just didn't see Kurt, uh, he didn't see Christian having a remote promote, shot. He had to promote the one Mexican star on yeah. that roster. That wasn't Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, that's my number two. Um, I I'll guess I'll say my number one now because it's SummerSlam 02. Uh, that, that to me, when I look back at it, arguably it's probably the perfect show. When I look back at wrestling shows, what I want to see in a show, I think that's what I want. If someone asks me, oh, Chris, what kind of wrestling show do you want? I'm just going to write down SummerSlam 02 and just give it to you. Be like, go watch that and then give me that show. And that's it. It was just perfect. Edge and Ray, uh, Edge and Ray, uh, Edge and Eddie, and then you had RVD Benoit, and then you, and then you had Ray and Kurt. Those three matches alone were just fast paced. They were a fast sprint, unreal. When RVD's uh, headband comes out, you know it's an intense match. <laughs> and then of course, yeah, the seeing Sean come back was big. He got the win, and then obviously Triple H beating the shit out of him after was pretty funny, but. To me, this was about Brock. This whole pay-per-view revolved around Brock Lesnar. Nothing's changed. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, and he got it done, and the, the crowd loved it. The crowd was cheering for Brock, and, uh, yeah, he's the SummerSlam king. It's just his pay-per-view. Yeah, I got 2002 at number one as well. It's really <laughs> not much. <laughs> uh, Shit. Yeah, they got it uh, in 01. I guess they goofed it with Booker T. Yeah. But in 2002, they put Brock over the rock, and it, it really was the smart move. It's when he took off. But, oh, yeah, you look at all the other <laughs> matches on this card, and it's it's really hard to not put this at number one. Like really Jericho hard. and Ric Flair gets lost in that, too, because oh, yeah, <laughs> there's just so many good matches. I would probably recommend RVD Benoit to people just because it's two names that you wouldn't really expect to see in a match, and it's like a first-time kind of thing, and... Yeah, his fucking hair was down, and they weren't at it for 20 minutes, and it was amazing. So They just uh, gave it the time it needed. Like, every match, I feel like, got the time it needed. What else was on? Like, Taker and Test was even... Oh, yeah, that was like the Un-Americans. Uh, when Christian <laughs> Test and Lance Storm, I think, were with the American flag, and then The Undertaker <laughs> turned face again because he was a heel. Like, even that was considered, like, the low point, but the crowd was still bumping, and it was still, like, it was a fun segment, and the names involved, you know it's going to be good. There's really not much else to say. This I still love, I still loved Ray and, and Kurt. Yeah. Is that one of the best openers? That has, know, that sure. has yeah. to be, yeah, that has to be. I put Dolphin Ray in that, too. Wasn't that Ray's yeah. debut? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was the first 
in WWE. Yeah. I think that was his first pay-per-view. Yeah, because he wrestled, I think, Chavo on SmackDown that, that month before when they introduced them. That yeah, was crazy. Kurt Angle said he got beat by a 12-year-old, and that was like the whole build-up <laughs> for him and Rey Mysterio. The thing I love the most was when he went for the Hurricane Rana, and then Kurt's like, no, no, no. I'm going to put you in the ankle and you're dead. You're done. And that was it. It was, yeah, that, that's probably the best opener and the best, for me, the best SummerSlam. For me, I'm going to go SummerSlam 2000 as my favorite. Yeah, that, that was, there's, yeah, I think other than WrestleMania 17, I think this is probably the best Attitude Era pay-per-view top to bottom. Uh, just some of the storylines they had into it. Kane and Undertaker, the American Badass coming out and everybody bumping for his theme music. And then he takes Kane's mask off, and that ends it. Steve Blackman and Shane had an entertaining match where he's chasing him around the building, beats up Tess and Albert, and then Shane goes up the Titan truck. <laughs> and then Steve Blackman, the sicko that he is, hits him with a can- uh, that uh, Kendall stick, and he falls all the way down, does the elbow, pins him. Uh, the Rock, Triple H, and Kurt Angle. Uh, very underrated. Kerningle gets a concussion like two minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Then The Rock and Triple H go in, have a phenomenal one-on-one. Then Kerningle comes back and they direct traffic like, Kurt, lift me here. Give me a German suplex. Kick out at two. Uh, and then probably the best TLC match with uh, Edge, Christian, the Dudleys, and the Hardys. I think that's the best TLC match they've ever had. Better than their WrestleMania 17, 16, yep. And the SmackDown one they had. And I think that match alone, if I'm going to go back and watch a match, that puts it up over like SummerSlam 2002. See, the reason it's not in my top five is because they had a stink face match. Yeah. And also... (laughs) They had the... You had had Jericho and Benoit go at it in a two out of three falls match. And it was like ten minutes. So if you gave that like 25 minutes, that's easily on the top five SummerSlams. It sounds like something they do today. Like yeah. a 10 minute, two out of three falls. <laughs> With medicine, like balls like <laughs> But yeah, no, like you had the, mo- for like when you look at moments, this is probably an easily a top three SummerSlam. You had the whole Shane McMahon falling from, oh, yeah. I don't know where. And then you had, of course, the TLC match. And then obviously The Rock. You know, The Rock doing his thing with the WWF title. So, Wait, uh, wasn't this when uh, the, the announce table broke from the pedigree? Yeah. Yeah. Heard, like, his head went right down. It broke before it was supposed to, and he just landed head first off the table. It really is a memorable show. It is. Yeah. That's <laughs> they just had TLC match. If they made that the main event, oh, like, God. it's crazy. And then Matt Hardy, like, when he went back, it almost hit his head on the barricade. He probably would have died. <laughs> it goes to the table. <laughs> the one thing I remember, actually, from this pay-per-view more than anything, which is hilarious, I don't know why, is Jerry and Taz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the build-up was so funny. Jim Ross. Oh, my God. Jerry was so funny back in the day. Oh Taz is like, wasn't that just Taz's debut, too, in the WWE Oh no, Royal Rumble. Oh, it was Royal Rumble. He was on the now. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Jim Ross, like making fun of him. And then Jim Ross, he got that vase or something and cracked it over. Choked him out. I love like that might have been one of the most like satisfying things to see was Taz choking out Jerry. I'm like, oh, Jr. makes a save. You son of a bitch, boy. <laughs> yeah, when commentating on different brands, actually meant something, you know. It was, those Good jokes. days, but yeah, I like our list. Me and Pags, very similar again. <laughs> Here Fuck. we go again. Damn. Well, now we actually got to get into the present day. Uh, we'll talk quickly about NXT TakeOver Toronto. It's looking like a very solid card. 
Um, I want to start with a singles match. Candice LeRae, who is looking like she might be groomed to be the next Daniel Bryan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so she's facing a new freshly heel, Io Shirai, who is Pinello's girl. I think Candice is winning this. I think this is the beginning of her journey. I think either way, the winner of this match will be elevated to the next level. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I really want to see EO win just because of the new transformation she's gone through. She's so hot. She's such a... <laughs> oh, my God. It was, it's weird seeing her from, like, the coming from Japan and all the colors and pointing at the mask and fucking smiling. And now she's just wearing all black and she's such a sassy bitch. And I can't really see... I can't see her losing right now. But this match will be amazing. And I, this is actually... I'm looking forward to this the most. Oh, wow. So it's should probably going to open her. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to see Yoshirai squash Candice LeRae because her character, the way that they built her up as this dominant heel, and for her, I think she's further along. Like, I think they have Candice LeRae maybe penciled in for another year and a half, maybe, on NXT, and Yoshirai's been there for a while. I'd like to see her. I think she's ready for the main roster right now. Like, she should be up there, and I think this uh, match that's a takeover in Toronto uh, could be one of the starting points where, okay, in eight months from now, we're going to do these kind of programs. So like that, after WrestleMania, you're on the main roster. And I think that starts here in Toronto. Yeah, I do think EO is ready for the main roster. I don't think Candice is, but I feel like I see a lot of Daniel Bryan and Candice LeRae in that you have a baby face here. Shayna Baszler's not a baby face. She's been holding the belt for Oh my god, like a year and a bit now? It's, it's at the point where people are complaining now. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a great heel run, but now it's like, okay, when the fuck is she losing it? <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's where I feel like a lot of fans are kind of screaming for Candice LeRae. They're begging for a baby face to win. And I don't think Bianca Belair or Mia Yim, I don't think those are the girls that that can take it from Shayna. Like I love Bianca, I love how athletic she can kill all the records, whatever in the performance center. But I don't see her beating Shayna Baszler for it in a singles match because I think they had that program like six months ago, yeah. and that just did not work out. I remember, wasn't it the triple threat? It was Shayna, Bianca, and someone else. Wasn't it the fatal four way with uh, Io and Kyrie? Yeah, and then that's what it was. Yeah, they had a one-on-one too. Maybe was that Royal? I think Royal Rumble. I remember Bianca was the top face, or not even. I don't even know if she was a face, but yeah, it was Baszler versus Bianca Belair. The match was amazing. Yeah, it's just like I feel like if she is, if she didn't win at the time, like I don't know, is she ever gonna win? Like, what if Candice LeRae takes that spot out of nowhere? Uh, That's what I. That's why I want her to win. I want to see that. I want to just see Candice LeRae face Shayna Baszler it's something fresh it's something new but Io Shirai obviously is more deserving I think but I don't want to see Baszler versus Io Shirai like I do but I I don't know like a heel versus heel would the fans really be invested in it like if you you got to talk about like the fan base not like the internet because obviously it will be but I mean like the overall fan base you think a heel Io and a heel Shayna like you think it'll be interesting but I don't really know if that'll change the impact of the nxt women's title i really don't yeah you're just giving it to another similar type character uh, i think you got to see how the next month or so goes how eo progresses with uh, the new character she's doing because you're kind of seeing it on the main roster like you look at miz and dolph what they were doing you're like oh we've seen this before but not as 
Miz is the face and Dolph is the heel. So if they can th- throw new elements into a, a feud that they've done before, then maybe it can be different and better. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to – you know, I'm going to stick with Candice LeRae winning. I think this is going to be the beginning of a trajectory. I think she's going to she's gonna be the top baby face in NXT for the women's division for sure. Uh, up next we have is the breakout tournament finals. We have Jordan Miles versus Cameron Grimes. Now, I don't know if you guys really follow this. Do you know no, who these guys are? I didn't know this was happening. So apparently this is happening. Um, they introduced eight new wrestlers to NXT. And this is basically the final two spots. I think the winner of this gets a contract. All right, all right. So I don't really know who these people are. But I, apparently Cameron Grimes is the, is the heel. And Jordan Miles is the face. So apparently... They're saying that this Jordan Miles guy is going to win because he's the face and they need more faces than heels. I guess this would be on the pre-show then? Yeah, I would assume so. But I think they, uh, these are the guys that they all brought into the Performance Center. It is, it is. And they just fucking changed all of their names right away. I don't know if that's the group of people. Yeah, probably. Like, you know Jonah Rock that they signed? Yeah. And then they changed his name to something. To like I don't know if that's the class that they're in, but it's NXT, so it'll be good. So, uh... They're just they're just trying to make new stars. It's just yeah, with different a, wacky names, crimes <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah, uh, up next we have is the NXT Tag Team Championships. We got the Street Profits who smoking they're smoking logs with RVD on Raw and uh, they're taking on the Undisputed Era. Who wins this? Gotta go with the Street Profits. Uh, Undisputed Era they've been doing their thing for a long time. As much as I love Fish and O'Reilly, they've been doing it for 10 years as Red Dragon. But, uh, yeah, you got to roll with the new kids. I think it's time for, uh, you know, the Undisputed Era. Any time now, you could have made the argument within the last six any months. Any time now. <laughs> like, maybe five, six months ago, you say, okay, they can come up at any time and insert them anywhere and it'll be fine. So I think this is one last match for this tag team in NXT. And then they're going to be on their way. Because I really don't know what else those two can do down there. I'm telling you, I know what they could do. They could all win the belts in one night. Or they could all lose. Or they could all lose. <laughs> so I don't know. It's either the prophecies fulfilled or they're a laughing stock. So I don't know. I'm going to say they win. I'm going to say the Undisputed Air wins. And uh, the reason being, they're not in a rush to bring up Adam Cole. I don't think you need to bring them up right now because Brock Lesnar's the champion. And uh, I don't know. Like Kofi Kingston, I love him, but... Knows on the same show, Kevin Owens. So if you really want to bring up Adam Cole, you got to put him up against Kevin Owens. To me, that's the only option. Or you have a little team going, Mount Rushmore on the Indies with them and the Young Bucks. Just take out the tag team. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know, man. But I think the Undisputed Era, I think they're going to stay down in NXT just a little longer. And I think this is going to be like an evolution type night for them. I think they're all winning titles. So... That spoils my predictions for some other matches, but I'm going to say uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly win back the NXT tag titles. This is tough because the Street Profits are technically on the main roster, but they haven't wrestled. They're just backstage with the NXT tag titles, so I kind of think they're going to go with the Undisputed Era winning, and then the Street Profits are going to stay on the main roster full-time. So I'm going to go Undisputed Era, beginning their quest for gold all at the same time. We're going to start with the tag team titles. Have we seen that before, all at the same time? No. Or all of them champs? Roderick Strong, I think. And I think three out of four, yeah, right? Yeah, three out of four. 
Three of the four. Adam Cole is a North American champ. What a time that was. Yeah. Now we got the NXT North American title. We got Velveteen, Pete Dunn, and Roderick Strong. Wow. Uh, do I want Velveteen to lose it? No. But I think he is losing it to Roderick Strong. I think Roderick, uh, like you've been saying, this guy's been doing it for so long. And it's so exciting to see him face Velveteen Dream, who's 23, and Pete Dunne, who's 25. So, like, these guys, to him, he's probably laughing. He's like, you know, these are like my little children I'm facing. I'm going to school all of them. So, uh, I think right now Triple H is doing a great job in NXT, but I feel like he he has this plan for the Undisputed Era, and it's big. And I think... Regardless if they make their their uh, main roster debut or not, if they have all the titles, if they don't, I think NXT, I think uh, the Undisputed Era they're they're the next greatest faction I think of all time, if not already. So I'm gonna go with Roderick winning it here, and Boy. it's an easy prediction for me. <laughs> I would love to see Rodney win. This match is gonna be amazing, but I gotta go with the Dream, just cause I, I you look at all the North American title reigns. Adam Cole, Gargano, Ricochet, they've all been like three weeks. And they haven't really gotten a chance to show what they can do when they have the title. I feel like Dream should have like a four or five month reign. And just uh, be that sassy bitch that he is. And keep doing what he's doing. And uh, if he can, you know, it'll be a hard-hitting match with the other two, obviously. But if he can just slide in last second and steal the win, I, I think that'll be pretty cool to see. I'd like to see Roderick Strong win, but I think Pete Dunne is going to take the title, hold it for like whatever amount of time. (laughs) Two years. UK title. Uh, And I think he's going to pin Roderick Strong. So keep uh, Velotine Dream looking strong. He didn't take the pin. And then that's the next match that they go to one-on-one. Wow, we all said three different guys in that match. And that's the match I'm looking forward to the most. Up next we have is Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. I said it before, say it again. Don't think she's the right person to take it off of her. So the fans are going to have to be a little more patient. Shayna's holding on to it, I think, a little bit longer. Actually, I don't even know how much longer. Because I don't really I don't really know who could take it off of her right now. Other than Io Shirai, maybe. Uh, I'm kind of with you when you said Candice LeRae, how they're kind of grooming her. I love Mia Yim. I love their stuff in Impact. But, like, yeah, I don't really see her as the girl to NXT, take it off Yeah, her. no, not an NXT champ. I don't see it. But, uh, yeah, I think we're still months away from Shayna being dethroned. But, uh, yeah, this will be a nice match, though. I think Shayna Bizzer wins. I don't think it's going to be a long match. Probably, like, five, seven minutes the most. I think Io Shirai and Candice LeRae might be the longest woman match on the show. But I just don't see Mia Yim winning. Like, I with Pinello, with Impact, the way Mia Yim came up and made her career down there. But I just think her time's not now. It's still... Shayna Baszler's long reign. Like Mia Yim's great. Yeah. And like lately she beat Bianca Belair twice. I guess that was to make her look very strong and make her look like a threat to Shayna. But no, it's not. I don't think it's – it's not even right I feel like if she wins. Yeah, she just came out of nowhere. It's just like, oh, like, what? <laughs> like I'd be like, okay, all right, you won. That's kind of weird. But yeah, then of course we have the last match. We got the three stages of hell, Gargano and Adam Cole for the NXT title. I don't know. I really don't know what to make of this. I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. Like, I want to say that Adam Cole wins and they all win the titles. 
But I feel like if there's one guy that loses the title, it's Adam Cole. I feel like Gargano for some reason. I don't know why, but I feel, I just I could see him winning it. I could see I could see William Regal helping Gargano win the title. I don't know why. Just I could see it happening. Do you think this will top their last takeover match? Because that's going to be very hard to No. <laughs> no. I don't think it will. Um, it's in similar style, the three stages of hell. It is. But I don't know, man. The last, Even the last two matches they've had yeah. are, are kind of... Yeah. yeah, they're on a different level. So I don't want to be disappointed and like it... As soon as you assume three stages of hell, you you assume it's going to be a match of the year. These two guys alone could put on a match of the year in a singles match. I really don't care. But I don't know who's winning this match. I look at it and it's kind of like Cole just won the title, but Gargano's the type of guy where he could be a he could be a placeholder. You could just put the title on Gargano. He could hold it for another five months when Ciampa comes back. There's your feud again. So I really don't. Both of these guys are ready to be called up. I don't really know. Who do you got? Who do you think wins? I, I, was, I guess I'll say Adam Cole retains. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Johnny. I think he should sweep, not sweep, but go three and zero against Adam Cole, and then, yeah, keep rolling as the champ. Because uh, you know, I, I said it before. Uh, I think it's time for the undisputed era to start well, making your way. Well, they've been up. hinting at it, right? Yeah. Against the OC, like they've been hinting at. There's so much potential up there. It's just a matter of how they go about it. But yeah, the match will obviously be amazing. I'm, I'm trying to damper my expectations just because their last match was unbelievable. Um, I really don't know. I'm sticking with Gargano, but yeah, I don't have words for this. This is I'm, I can't. I'm so excited. Yeah, this match is going to be good. But when you see three stages of hell, that kind of like tells you it's going to be exhausting. Like after an hour. I think it's going to be like a 45 to hour long match. Oh and with God. these guys, when you face each other so many times and have these long matches, I think they're doing like kind of a disservice to their career long term because they're going to eventually face each other on the main roster. And if you're like throwing everything in your toolbox right now in NXT, when you're on the main roster, people are going to be like, I just saw this three years ago. Same match. Like, I don't know. I think when you have matches like this, just keep it like simple. Keep it like what you had at the last month. Don't go too crazy and try to kill yourself with these spots. And then uh, just tell a story in the ring, which both these guys can do. But I like to see Adam Cole retain. And uh, you know, undisputed era closing out the show, holding all the belts would be nice. That'd be cool. Um, to that, obviously. Or or they lose all of them. <laughs> and then they all uh, come up on uh, SmackDown or Raw. I could see Gargano easily winning and then facing Velveteen. And then you have Gargano, Ciampa down the line again. I think you got You have to throw Riddle in there somewhere. Riddle's not even on the card, which pisses me off. It's pretty surprising, but uh, you still have to throw him in there for <laughs> something. Do Matt Riddle versus, Killi- uh, versus Killian Dane or something. <laughs> Do something. I don't know. Put him in a what match. Isn't that guy like brought in with all this hype? And I don't even think he's had a takeover match. Ask me again. Yeah. I think yeah, he's still down there, but... I really hope they have plans for him because yeah. that guy is a generational big guy. No one moves like Keith Lee. No, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It's like it's crazy that he hasn't had a takeover moment yet. It's been there for almost a year. Well, that's it for NXT. We got to go to the WWE uh, universe now. We got to go to SummerSlam. Um, my biggest question is: uh, Is it confirmed the whole show? Because I have uh, the, I yeah. have it here. I have it here, and it's Goldberg versus uh, Dolph was. The last, I think, to be confirmed. 
You know what? Let's go through some of the matches here. So we got the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. These are potential matches that I'm reading over. So you'd probably have the New Day versus um, Heavy Machinery. That's what they're saying here. Would you do this match? I feel like they need to put the New Day on the show. If they must, it probably should be Heavy Machinery. They've been getting some momentum the last few weeks. But if that were to happen, I'd probably stick with the New Day. Yeah, stick with the new day. This I think should be the pre-show, and then you have the new day and Kofi's corner or around the arena during that match. So I would go with the new day going over on heavy machinery on the pre-show. You know who doesn't have a match? The OC. Yeah. I want to see the OC versus the revival for the Raw tag titles. That's like a little treat that I'd like to see live. I think that's too good to be true. Did yeah. You see the 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 face I did. paint. That I did. I did. He's going, going back ba- to the Japan days. He's going back to his old roots. Mr. Gallows over there. Um, yeah, I think the OC are going to – I think they're in for a long a long reign. I, I could see them holding it a long time, and I'm not opposed to that. Um, I just don't know why it had to be the revival. Like they had to take the titles off of them. What are they, two-time champs now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't – I really don't understand why they even had to put it on Ryder and Hawkins. <laughs> I never understood that, but – uh, Hawkins ended his uh, his losing streak. WrestleMania. What a great! That's where all streaks are done. Story. That's where all streaks end. But yeah, the um, the OC and the revival I want to see at SummerSlam. It's not confirmed, but they have to put the OC on the show too. I feel like the New Day and the OC are just they're they're big deals right now. I think they'll just randomly come out and fuck someone up. Yeah, just to start a new feud. I I, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. <laughs> And then, of course, you have now another potential match, Women's Tag Team Championship match. We just got a title change. We, need, we now have Bliss and Cross. So Bliss has basically won everything in WWE. <laughs> Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah. Just the Royal Rumble she's missing. Uh, she'll probably coming. She'll, yeah, probably, coming. she'll probably win that. Yeah. yeah. Um, how long is this reign going to be? I think it'll be long. Yeah? Because I think the story with her and Nikki Cross has been good, the way they started it off, how uh, – it's like, you know what? I'm your best friend. Wait a I have friends now. Alexa Bliss is my friend. And then they started it off and placed it into her insecurities backstage, Nikki Cross, and uh, how she even fought her battles for her. She was like, no, no, you're going against my friend Alexa Bliss. you got to fight me. She goes and wrestles her matches and wins them and wins her title opportunities. they got a good thing going. I like this story. It kind of like does something to the tag titles that I thought the Iconics were going to be able to do, but... Holy shit, Alexa that's Cross disappointing, and man. Nikki can do it. That was awful. How many title defenses uh, have they had? Yep. In how long? Four months. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah. There's a pay-per-view every three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them. You're telling me you can't find one spot out of the fucking 11 matches you put on Every the three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> you just think about that for a second. And it's only, like, one women's tag titles. It's not, like, one of the fucking nine men's titles. That's, yeah, that's sad. And the fact that they've been building up the Kabuki Warriors for, I'd like to think, before Mania. Was it before? I think it was before Mania. With Asuka and Kyrie, those backstage segments and stuff. And (laughs) even when they were were promoting that tag team, the, the tag champs were still nowhere to be found. So you make this whole new title, and then what happened? You just forget about it? That's what I kind of felt like. Remember when they brought back the tag team titles in 2010? The oh, Copper? Oh, that fucking yeah. disgusting. 
Like that's what I, that's how I feel like it started again. It's like we get a new belt, we put them on these two tag team uh, cha- uh, tag team partners, and then they don't they don't defend anything. And I'm sorry, Peyton uh, Peyton Royce is good, but Billy Kay, Jesus, please go back to NXT. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's heat right there. I, I just don't I don't see why they had to be crowned tag champs. I understand they were basically the only tag team. But now on Monday you had Fire Desire, you have Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, who yes, they're maybe not not maybe a hundred percent. They're still kind of green, but they're a tag team. And they have been for yeah. a while. Yeah. So <laughs> that so them winning would have made sense. Yeah. There were three heel teams in that match. <laughs> and the Kabuki Warriors end up losing. I thought they were winning 100%. When I saw this match promoted, I'm like, they're winning it. <laughs> and so the Iconics were the first eliminated. We're going to get a new tag team. And then, of course, it's Alexa Bliss who got – did Alexa Bliss get the pin? Yeah. Yeah. She got the pin on uh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah, of course she did. And uh, there you go. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't even on the show. That's just my opinion. I to say, the Kabuki War- – as great as Asuka and Kyrie Sane are, just seeing them come out with Paige – and like their entrance music, like it's the most awkward thing in the yeah, world. Doesn't because they start playing Oscar's theme, and then they play Kyrie Sane's theme, and then all three of them do their taunts at the same time, and it looks like a fucking two K game when you make a stable, and it's, and just it's not so, right. It's yeah. So yeah. weird. It just doesn't fit. It's like Paige coming out like this. This picture's wrong. Like of all the managers, why would you put Paige with Oscar and Kyrie Sane? Like, no. what the hell's going on there? I don't understand. But yeah, that's if that's what I think for the women's tag team. Then we got, of course, this potential feud with Drew and Cedric. Are they doing this match? Are they not? We said last week you don't want them to because it'll get lost. Pre-show. It'll get lost. And these two guys, I feel like they need to push. They both need a push eventually. Cedric has all the skill, all the in-ring work. His mic again, mm, not that good. But he was in 205. Did they give 205 any sort of... No. Time to – no, they didn't. And look at Buddy now. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> so uh, I feel like Drew and Cedric, yeah, I don't – I wouldn't do this match actually at SummerSlam. Just, just leave them off the show at this point. Just uh, keep it going on Raw. Yeah. I mean they did it on uh, – or last night that Drew attacked Cedric from behind and they kept going. And like it's been good stuff the last few weeks, but it definitely will get lost on this card. Even if it is like a 15-minute banger, they should save it because – they're doing some good stuff now. Yeah, and I can't believe I I would say that that to leave Drew off of SummerSlam like six months ago. Yeah, it's the last thing I would have thought. Have him come out during the Kevin Owens and Shane match. Like, don't even honestly, I don't want to see that match with Cedric Alexander. I have no high <laughs> hopes for anything. All the matches that are coming out after it, this is going to be an afterthought. It's not going to do anything positive for their career. Save it for the next pay per view and keep building on Raw. Now, for the IC title, there's really no – it's not confirmed yet who Shinsuke's facing. Is it Ali? Do you think it's going to be him? Yeah, I think so. And do you think he – I think he might win it. I think Ali might win it. I think that's the wrong move. Yeah. I think it is too, <laughs> but I just see him winning. <laughs> I don't know why. It's hard to argue that just because they've been playing as, uh, as vignettes. Well, is like, they're, they're giving him a lot of time to talk. And they're revolving his story with the whole WWE title story. Yeah. And when you do that, you know that something big 
is on the horizon for him. And he was in line before he got hurt. Like he was. That's why I think I think this is a consolation prize. It's like, oh yeah, you're you're gonna beat Shinsuke for the Intercontinental Title at SummerSlam, and that's it. But again, I don't think he should because he just beat Finn Balor. It's like no one. Everyone seems to forget about Ali and Black's promos because they've been playing the fucking Firefly Funhouse for like three months, (laughs) but they've been doing it just as long. Yeah. So, you know, those two guys can be next in line for a very big push. But I think for Shinsuke, he was off TV for so long and he won the IC title fucking just like that. Keep rolling with that and then maybe you can build a few. Just don't fucking play hot potato with it. That's the one thing I don't like about WWE is the wins and losses really don't matter. They don't. I feel like they should. You just beat Finn Balor. He almost beat Brock Lesnar in, in, in January and now... Ali's going to come and potentially just take it from him. Uh, I love it. Ali hasn't really been doing much. But again, like, yeah, I think Shinsuke needs to retain this. And the, the IC title needs needs a champ. The U.S. title needs a champ. We got AJ now, finally. Fuck. Hopefully he actually, like, holds on to it, though, for at least more than 10 fucking weeks just think about that the mid-card champions are aj styles and shinsuke nakamura yeah there it is i would have said that five years ago i'd probably if you told me that i'd call you a fucking idiot (laughs) but no one would see that i would kind of want to see shinsuke turn face and maybe ali beating him and turning heel no. Or ali beating him they shake hands whatever and shinsuke gives him his props puts him over and then that signals a face turn for him but because there's guys like Randy Orton and Kofi. You don't know what's going on there. Or maybe Shinsuke faces his boy Brock for the Universal title one day. Ooh. Those two guys used to roll in Japan. They did. The I remember. <laughs> that would be pretty cool to see Shinsuke going after that with those kicks. And then Brock selling them <laughs> and screaming. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Paul! <laughs> Paul Heyman screaming on the sidelines. No, Brock, no. If you guys are listening, book that right now. Shinsuke yeah. versus Brock Lesnar. Bork Laser. If uh, Bobby Lashley <laughs> is not injured. My man. Put him in that. <laughs> the almighty Lashley. Where is Leo? I miss that guy. Damn. MIA. Uh, okay, now uh, I want to kind of get into the, the actual matches now. Because it's a, there's a lot of matches here. Charlotte Flair. Oh, a couple weeks ago, I need to be on SummerSlam. I don't have a match. Boom. All of a sudden, wow. Trish Stratus right there. Quick. Just signs quick. That's it. It's overdone. Alina had the privilege to meet Trish. She looks. She probably looks pretty good still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Charlotte's going to kill her, I think. No. <laughs> I don't think this is a squash, but I feel like this is going to be – this is predictable. You can't have Trish win this. Come on. I think this is the opposite. This is a, hear me out here. It's gonna be on Raw. We didn't see them. We saw Trish in a match, but we didn't see her wrestle. So I like how they saved it. They didn't have one gets a pinfall or submission, and you know it's a conclusion. Of what's gonna happen? The opposite at SummerSlam, but they didn't interact at all in the ring. They saved it. The hype is still there now, and there's no title on the line. This is like one of those dream matches where era versus era. I think this is going to be like a 15-minute match. And uh, Natalia pushing Trish at the end there. And uh, Trish wanting to face women like Alexa Bliss and all these names like Sasha. I wouldn't rule out Trish beating Charlotte and uh, getting one more run at the women's title. And we see her oh back on Raw 
And oh. Trish and Charlotte end up facing each other, and when Charlotte beats her, it's for a championship at Survivor Series. I'm getting deja vu when you said Brock was going to win the fucking briefcase yeah. and cash in, <laughs> and he did. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> so you think Trish is going to win here I in her hometown of Toronto? Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. But I think if uh, – She's getting yeah, cheered. If she doesn't uh, – like if this is not like a long-term thing with her, like just one-off matches, I think Charlotte wins. But I think this is going to be a long match. Oh. And if I'm Ember Moon, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Natalia, I'm pissed off because <laughs> they're in champions. Charlotte's MIA for whatever loses, and she gets the Hall of Famer. So, yeah, I cannot see Trish winning this. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a squash. I think it will be pretty lengthy. Not a squash. No, no. Because it's it'll fucking... be quick though. I think I don't think it'll be that long. I'll say like five minutes. No. I don't. I don't know if you can do Trish dirty like that in her hometown. Or even just in general, because she is one of the best of an era. And it'll be a nice moment of them locking up for the first time. But the queen will prevail, I think, at the end of it. Does she win by submission or does she pin her? Because that's going to be big. Like If she makes her tap in Toronto, that's one way you can go with it as a heel. But if she pins her clean after like some high-impact move, that's another thing. Like I'd be the Hall of Famer definitively in her hometown. Like Which like ending would you go with? I think I'd go with Charlotte. Submission or pinfall? Pinfall. Pinfall. I think she'll hit the natural selection and yeah. win off that. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't. I I can't see Trish tapping out. I can, but because that would be I if don't, you're a heel like Charlotte, that would be huge. In the middle of the ring, tapping out in yeah. her hometown. That's a lot of heel heat right there. That's. Like the next night on Raw, That'd be, yeah. oh my god, man! When she comes out, how it much, would uh, she'd get booed like loudly. Yeah. How much more does that do for Charlotte, though? On top of everything she's already uh, done. At this point, she's just treading water because she's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like whatever she does, she's gonna go over. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's not to me. It's not a big deal if even Trish wins here because I know Charlotte's gonna bounce back somehow. But. I don't want to see Trish in, in the in the women's title picture anymore. It's just me. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent within WWE. Like, I just like <laughs> yeah, like I, I'd rather go with like the Ember Moon than yeah. the Trish Stratus. <laughs> Obviously, isn't she on the card, Ember? She is. Yeah, she so is. Look at that. <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to talk about Roman Reigns facing Blank, which is probably either Samoa Joe or Daniel Bryan. There's another one. Buddy Murphy. No, no, uh, oh. Roman Reigns teaming with Samoa Joe to go after Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you see that car scene? Uh, he crashed the car. Samoa Joe's pissed off. He thinks that you know, Roman's saying it was him. But then after the car crashes into the SUV, Samoa Joe, being the good guy he is, goes after and sees if Roman's okay. And uh, whoever did that in that car... They're you know, labeling Samoa Joe as the guy that did it. Maybe he wants some revenge. And I think it's Daniel Bryan and his intellectual peer, Eric Rowan. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually take that because I really don't want to see Reigns and Joe again. Yeah, me neither. As, <laughs> it didn't work at Backlash. It was one of the worst fucking main events I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know why it would be any different this time. They're, they're, I love Joe. He's yeah. amazing. He comes off as a fucking serial killer when he does his promos. Reigns can work with almost pretty much anyone, but, like... Their styles don't match. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just weird, and it's slow, and people get disinterested really early on. Yeah, I'll take that tag match all day. I hope it's Brian. 
That would be amazing, I think, if that were to happen. I just the only thing I don't like is Eric Rowan being in that match. I feel like he doesn't have the star power. The two time tag team champion. I'm sorry, man. Co main event at WrestleMania with The Rock. Woo! Put some respect on that. Yeah, name. I lost in fucking two <laughs> seconds. Rock bottom, done. It's I thought his career was done right there. Good, yeah. to, good for Rowan there. Yeah, we all did. But no, I think at that point, I'd rather just want to see Brian versus Roman. At that point, one on one, yeah, yeah. At that point, I want Brian to come up, be like, "I'm the attacker." Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love how everyone's saying, "Oh, this announcement's gonna be him like turning face again." The yes movement. No, <laughs> I've been ambushing Roman every week because I hate him. I love it. Imagine I love it was Rikishi. He says, I did it for The Rock. And The Rock, <laughs> it means all The Rock is a heel and he wants to take out Roman because he's jealous of, like, he's coming into the family. Didn't Rock just name. tweet? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm done with WWE. Like, I yeah, retired. That's yeah, I, yeah, that's definitely that's bullshit. There's your mania match. That's, I think that's what's <laughs> going to happen. But, yeah, then we have Black versus Zayn. And a lot of people are saying this is going to be a squash match. He told me about this on the way here, yeah. and I was very excited, and then I thought, there's so much on the card, it'll get like four minutes and fucking barely on the pre-show or first match. I could see him doing his finisher, and that's it. Like, Zayn running at him, and he does his finisher, and that is it. Well, Sami Zayn doesn't have a friggin' pinfall since returning at fucking the Raw after Mania. It's that's been nice. months. Yeah. The match will, like, it should be amazing if they actually give it time, but... The way Sami Zayn's been booked, if he just starts talking shit and then Black hits the Black Mass, I would not be surprised with that. Yeah. Sami Zayn's going to get cheered when he comes out he by is. the Canadian crowd. They're all going to love it. He's going to play to it. Then he's going to get the microphone. He's going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens probably. He's going to run down the Leafs, the Raptors, everything. And then Alistair Black's going to come out and we'll see like a three-minute match. Hits him with the finisher. It's over. How about we'll talk about another three-minute match? Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler. Oh, you're why is that. <laughs> why is this a thing? That's my first question. And why Dolph Ziggler? That is a great question. Why? But, <laughs> no, but uh, why would Goldberg go out of his way to come back and face Dolph Ziggler, who hasn't really done much lately? <laughs> I think I said this a few weeks ago. Just because WWE is weird like this. Dolph, when they were doing the stuff with Miz and Sean, and Dolph just brought up his name. Yeah. Like, the fact that he just brought up his name means that they're going to have a fucking match. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but just because it's SummerSlam and it's in Toronto and it's a big moment, I feel like they called Goldberg and be like, hey, you want to fucking kill someone? I'll give <laughs> you, you want to nice make a quick payday. buck? Yeah, you want <laughs> a quick buck? I think Dolph's free. He's a nice little helping hand. You'll fucking do eight backflips off your spear, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to pop hard for Dolph before he gets squashed. But, yeah, this should be a fun moment for everyone else. Yeah, 25-second match, I'm thinking. Uh, Goldberg's entrance is going to be long. He better not hit his freaking head on that door backstage and split himself open. Because if he hits a spear on Dolph and then something goes wrong, it's going to injure him. It's not like spearing Brock Lesnar where it's a bigger guy. Dolph Ziggler is outweighed here by a lot. So, uh, Goldberg, hopefully he's responsible backstage, but... The crowd was uh, amped up when he came out last night on Raw, so that was a surprise. I thought they were going to be like, ah, Goldberg. I was expecting maybe Shawn Michaels to step up, but Goldberg, he needs to redeem himself from that Undertaker match. Dolph's going to help him. He's a good sell in the ring. It's going to be a quick buck like you mentioned. Spear, jackhammer, crowd goes home happy, and Goldberg wins. Yeah. I think uh, that's fair because Taker had a chance to redeem himself, and he yeah. did, so... 
I guess Goldberg deserves the same. Yeah, but I feel like Taker gained like 10 pounds of muscle in like a month. He's when I saw him, when I saw him, I was like, this guy looks like he got angry and he just went to the gym for like 30 days straight, just fucking pumping. You, like when you see, do you think Goldberg might have more matches like lower? He can, if they have this kind of style, I think Goldberg has more, like they can make more money off him than Undertaker. Undertaker, you have to like really protect them. Goldberg, I think he's in decent amount of shape where you can have a few matches and people wouldn't really mind. It just depends who he's wrestling. I think they'll save those for the big events, but yeah, everyone knows Goldberg and the style he does. It's it's short, very few moves, so it's not like oh he's old he can't do it. If he yeah. can do the jackhammer and the spear, he can do it another twenty fucking years. Yeah, yeah. So save him for the Royal Rumble. Save entrances for, for that and the probably Saudi Arabia when they go back. So I'm sure this is not the last time we'll see Goldberg. Up next, we have Call Me Crazy. I'm not that excited for this. I am, but we've seen it a lot. AJ and uh, Ricochet. I don't see a title change happening. I think AJ's going to hold it for a long time. Ricochet, to me, I love his in-ring work. Um, But I don't know. like With the OC coming back together and being stronger than ever and AJ now being a U.S. champion, beating Ricochet the first time, I don't really see Ricochet winning i don't see him even putting up a a good fight i don't i see this maybe being like 12 minutes and that pisses me off but i don't see this i don't see everybody in the back being like oh let's put all our money on aj and ricochet like going 20 minutes that that's just not i don't see it happening i don't see a long-term plan right now for ricochet to be honest with you i don't really know what they're gonna do with him in the next five months but He's not winning this feud, so to me, AJ's going to retain this easily. Yeah, I think this will be the, probably the longest match of the night. I don't, I, I don't, so. I don't think so. Because <laughs> when you look at other matches after, I think this probably will fall in the middle of the show, maybe like the third hour, another seven, but yeah, third hour. This will be probably long. I hope Ricochet doesn't win because he just lost the title, and I don't want to go like trading cards with the titles and they win it and go back and forth for another pay per view. Just have AJ go over. And then find something else for Ricochet. Unfortunately, that's where it is right now. But I got to roll with the OC. They're looking strong. Build them up. Put prestige on that U.S. title. And AJ's the guy to do it. OC is one of the hottest acts right now. Thank God. Probably (laughs) in the whole company. So you got to roll with AJ. The match, I think it'll, it'll be a lengthy match. It'll be awesome because it's AJ Styles and Ricochet for Christ's sakes. But... (laughs) <laughs> got to roll with the new U.S. champ ever since AJ took over there. Or since the last few months, maybe when Joe and, like, since the Joe and Ray stuff, they've been given that title more love. If you give it to, uh, if you keep it on AJ and have the OC keep rolling, and then maybe move on to someone else. Yeah. Um, next up we got is The Fiend versus Finn Balor. This might be a squash match. I'm not really sure yet. I don't know how I feel about this. If he's going to come out as the Demon... This is going to be a great match. I don't think it, he is coming out as the demon because they want to protect that character. But this is, to me, one of the easiest, more predictable matches other than the Goldberg one. I think Bray Wyatt has to win this, and yeah. he will win. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be a squash. I think it, um, it'll it be like a match we've seen uh, before with the two of them. I think Wyatt, though, should hit the last like four or five moves in a row in convincing fashion to win. Because if you just come out there and hit the Sister Abigail and win, like, 
that's Finn Balor in there. What do we do with him now? So he can still put on, like, a really good match. They're two very good workers. And then have Wyatt just smash it in the end and give him the victory. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Wyatt here. It's probably be leaning towards more of a squash match. Probably a little longer, though. Hit the sister Abigail, the mandible claw, and then Finn Balor we don't see for a couple months. <laughs> That's literally what I think is happening, yeah. Uh, is, it, is that his finisher now? I think so, yeah. They've been selling it with Kurt Angle and uh, Mick Foley. <laughs> They're selling it with that. I thought he'd have a better finisher than that with this whole Fiend character than a little claw. Showing his glove down people's throat. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Bray Wyatt's in for big things, though. So we'll Hopefully. see. Uh, Kevin Owens and Shane, another predictable match. KO's in a win. Has to. <laughs> Just because it's Shane, I don't know. They do shit like this. You know. But, like, I love Owens, and he should win. It's Fuck. The last few weeks he's been so hot and everyone's on his side, kind of like how... Well, he squashed Ziggler, for God's sake. Yeah, that was a fun time. That seems to be a theme now. For Ziggler, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the crowd, I will definitely pop when KO just starts beating the crap out of Shane. Like he said on SmackDown a few weeks ago, Shane will get the biggest pop ever because everyone wants to see me kick your ass. And I want to see him kick his ass. So I hope Kevin Owens takes this in convincing fashion. Forget everything I said about AJ and Ricochet being the longest match. Shane McMahon is involved. This is going half an hour. I quit match. <laughs> They're going to go around the arena. Drew McIntyre will probably come out. Uh, Elias will probably come out because his name's not even on the Not poster. sniffing yeah. the card. No. So he'll probably be out. Uh, just depends. Like Kofi, uh, not Kofi, KO. And like who's going to come out to help him? Kofi, yeah, like Kofi's backstage. <laughs> He was involved with Shane. That's not going to happen. Roman has his other thing. The Miz has his thing now with Shawn Michaels and Dolph and Goldberg. So KO is going to have to really up his game here, go against the odds. But I wonder how what Shane's going to do. Will he fall off the Titantron? Will he go through the, the wall? Will he jump off like the third section of the Scotiabank Arena? I feel like KO is going to do a pop-up powerbomb through the announce table and then throw him back in the ring. Or no, he's going to do a pop-up powerbomb through the announce table, pop-up powerbomb on the, t- the the outside there, throw him in and do another one, and that's the match. <laughs> do you think this match goes outside to Jurassic Park? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they'll battle in the crowd a bit, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to see a brawl between those two. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we're going to see. Shane's punches all. Boom. KO's winning. Thing Forget does. what I said. That <laughs> tiny jabs. Then of course we have Bailey and Ember Moon. This should be actually good. I think this is going to be good. Um, Bailey's going to retain though. Yeah. Uh, hope so. I don't hope so. <laughs> I, I, I want to see Ember win. I don't know if she's a heel or not. I really don't know. But yes. I'm I'm digging the character. So I'm going to go with Ember Moon here winning it. I'm sticking with Bailey because. Uh, I don't really see a reason for Ember winning right now. Nothing's really been built. The way they fucking... It was just... They were... It was on SmackDown, and they were both in the ring, and they literally looked at each other and said, Hey, you want to have a match? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fine. Then you celebrate. Okay. <laughs> so for me, like, just have a good match, and then Bailey can continue with the title. And then maybe keep the feud going. I'm not sure, because there's really... There's nothing brewing there right now. It'll probably get five minutes. I think this will be the match that the time will be cut short on. And this will be thrown in there and it'll just be forgotten about, I think. 
honestly. Yeah, I'm with you there. Bailey's probably gonna win. It's I don't know. Like she's got really stale. The Money in the Bank was so promising. Like maybe she'll turn heel with this and nothing. So I think she wins. Sasha Banks I think is gonna come out though and uh, attack Bailey. We're gonna see that feud for probably the next like four months. I hope so. I really do. But uh, yeah, then we have Natalia versus Becky Lynch. <laughs> Fuck. Match of the night. The eye roll. And it's a submission match. Becky has to retain here. There's no credit. Like, I, I'm looking at this match. Natalia is not a good enough competitor to face Becky. And she's not even – I can't, like, even say she's not a good wrestler because she is. She's been in WWE for a long time. But she doesn't have the credibility to beat Becky Lynch right now. No. And you can't convince me otherwise. So – this to me is an easy prediction and you can't just have natalia win here because she's from canada this isn't even her hometown no <laughs> and they keep so, bringing it up like it is I don't yeah like that. so like if natalia actually wins the belt here just to get like that little cheap pop even though she won't get popped probably get booed pretty heavily now that trish is here she's not the only canadian um and brock to me, this is a big fat mistake. I feel like this was uh, this should have been Ronda right here, but it's not here. So. To me, this should have been Sasha. Yeah, because like they've always been linked together, but we've never had that feud, Becky versus Sasha, and I'm still waiting for that. And when it finally happens, it's gonna be like, oh my god, finally! I don't know how two people can go so long and be side by side and be involved in so many things, but not have a one-on-one match on the main roster. So I'm sure this match will be fine. Natty, I think it'll be like half and half. The pop for Natty. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I think just her entrance maybe, but like during the match, I think they'll slowly, like as it goes on, like each minute goes on, they'll probably go into Becky's favor. But can't have Natalia win, I don't think. You have to have Becky win this. Easily. Um, up next, we have Mr. Cringeworthy Seth versus <sighs> Borg Laser, the... Three was he three time Universal Champion now four time Universal Champion is it three or four <laughs> I think three no one's ever beating that yeah <laughs> yeah three time Universal Champion um, so Brock Lesnar to me is retaining here I said maybe I think I would have said two weeks ago that Seth isn't a win no I don't I changed my mind I don't really have I can't see the Universal Title being on a top face that's my conclusion now. <laughs> I can't. It's just cursed. Yeah. It it's hasn't been the best run, the but Universal title, for... Ever. <laughs> really, since Kevin Owens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't like Goldberg as champ. No. <laughs> oh, man, what a rain that was. Like I just feel like ever since Seth and Roman won it, and it's finally, you get over the hump, it's just, both the reigns have just fell flat completely. So I feel like... This is the best option right now is having Brock Lesnar, the champ, Paul Heyman running uh, Raw. And just keep rolling, I guess, with that till probably WrestleMania again. So to me, Lesnar retains here. You know, Brock, though, has been on TV a, like a little probably more. more than he's ever had since returning in 2012. And he's <laughs> the Brock party stuff with the briefcase. Oh, and uh, like he's been better for me. Like it's been... Uh, I don't, like, tune in and I see him and I'm like, fuck, it's about time. It's like, oh, okay, what's Brock going to do now? Yeah. 
And now I'm slowly turning against Seth, and it's upsetting me because I don't want to because he's one of the best. But he's so cringeworthy, and nothing progresses, and he says the same thing, and it's so... Yeah, Brock's winning here. I don't even know who I want to win. On Monday. It was perfect. You had him beat down Seth Rollins. Everyone's got the sympathy. Whoever in the back thought it was a great idea to give Seth Rollins a damn microphone to cut a promo, and the crowd just turned on him. They were doing the what chant. After every line, like, this is supposed to be the face going up against a heel Brock Lesnar, and nobody cares. And for that, I hope that Saskatchewan's boy, hometown Canadian Brock Lesnar, comes into Toronto, squashes Seth Rollins. I'm telling you right now, he might get the biggest cheer yeah, that Toronto's given in a while. Because I remember for the, summer, for the Survivor Series match, he got cheered, but nowhere near as much as Goldberg. I think this is finally going to be where he gets cheered more than Seth Rollins. And I would not be surprised. I'm going to cheer for Seth, but like seeing Brock live is always a treat. So, but I feel like, man, like Seth Rollins, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose. So it's like a slow transition to heal, but man, this is awful. (laughs) He's been so bad. I wonder what the aftermath is for this. Like, where do you go? Like, he already beat everyone in the Shield. He had these one-year, like, double rivalries, turn. double turn. Like, double what, turn. what are going to do with Seth Rollins? Double turn. I think for Seth, I guess the only thing is to turn him heel. Yeah. You have to do it during go. this match. You see, I dethroned the fucking beast at WrestleMania. I won the title. I brought it back to the show. And all you people turned on me. And then you can kind of go from there. But like you know what I would do, too? Like, during SummerSlam, you know what I would do? I'd see a, I'd have a backstage segment with Seth Rollins knocking or like not even knocking but just talking you see him talking to someone uh-huh. and you don't see who it is mm. and then later on in the night you have the double turn ladies and gentlemen and then you find out and it there it is yeah the exactly there you go <laughs> it was me all along <laughs> and then and then that's when you have brock become the face of smackdown when fox rolls around because yeah, you there can't it have is. him in for september like what paper who's in september in october like Oh, the Saudi Arabian ones on Halloween. No Mercy. Yeah. Oh Hell God, in a yes. Cell. I don't yeah. know. So Brock's going to go on Halloween. Did he do two Saudi, Saudi Arabia pay-per-views? Yeah. There was a Yeah, Brock's done all of them. One. Yeah, they asked him because of <laughs> the money they pay. But, yeah, he'll probably be on – you won't see him till October, I don't think. Yeah, man, this is the first time in a long time with this match. I don't really – don't really care. I don't want this to – Like, if Seth that. wins <laughs> – if Seth wins, it's kind of like, okay, prove me wrong now. <laughs> And if Brock wins, it's just keep doing the same shit you've been doing because you're going to sell seats regardless. Uh, Wrestling is really fucking stupid when you think about it because we were praising Seth. Like, please take over. Please be the savior. Fast forward two months later, it's, oh, my God, you're the worst. This has to change. (laughs) (laughs) It's the depressing cycle WWE is. Do you want this to close the show? I don't. It is closing. (sighs) If this closes the show, if this closes the show and nothing changes, like they're both face and heel leaving, yeah. it'll be so underwhelming. Let down that I have. So I, I feel like they're gonna go with Kofi and Randy main eventing. I don't I know why. So. I feel like that's what's happening. Remember the last time the uh, WWE title closed the show? Because I don't. I wasn't saying that to get oh, an answer. Oh, no, I thought you meant like for real. Like I didn't know either. Roman Reigns versus Sheamus <laughs> at, at, at Survivor Series oh 2015. Oh, That's yeah. the last time I remember. 
I, oh. <laughs> and Sheamus cashed in. No, it was Dean versus Roman, and then Sheamus cashed in. Okay, so if Roman's not involved, the title that, that then yeah, basically, yeah, basically. So I think Brock is gonna. You're telling me Kobe's gonna main event over Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam? No, I don't see it. No, <laughs> no, it's it's his pay-per-view. This is gonna be a letdown then. <laughs> if you close with Seth Rollins and Brock, and nothing changes after that. That's what I'm saying. You need to have that that you have to have that backstage segment before. It's like, oh, who's Seth? Or even if it oh. happens on Raw, you have to have something backstage. Fans are gonna turn on this. Like, I don't know if they understand. Canadians don't care if what Vince McMahon wants to happen on TV. This is the same crowd that booed The Rock when he faced Hulk Hogan. Can I be honest with you? If this match is quick, like if if this is a squash match, like if Brock comes out and squashes Seth. I feel like fans are going to be okay with that. Yeah. And that's not okay. <laughs> I feel like that's not okay. <laughs> I'm just curious as to what would be next if you were to squash him. The I big guess, man. I guess, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess Braun may, I don't know, like I will, a bigger competitor. <laughs> I'm not taking Strowman. Lashley. Lashley. I would take him, yeah, or Cesaro or whoever. Someone, Samoa Joe maybe. I'm throwing the Fiend in there. And he's gonna fucking suffocate him with that hand and win the freaking title. Okay, so like okay, so this is one. This is how it works now. You can have Brock Lesnar do the double turn. He turns face during the match. Seth low blows him, steel chair, whatever. Keeps hitting him. He wins the title. Seth wins the title back. You don't hear from Brock for a bit. Comes out on SmackDown. Bray Wyatt comes out on SmackDown, and there you fucking go. I like it. You could maybe have Bray, maybe September he could beat Kofi for the belt, and then you could have when Fox comes back, the first feud for the WWE title, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend versus The Beast. Damn. Why not? That's some creative level stuff right there. So why the fuck, (laughs) why are we going to get a Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar if it's main eventing and they stay the same character? What the fuck does that do for the product, for the fans, for like, what does it do? I think people are just disappointed. It doesn't really do anything. Kind of just had a stalemate. Yeah, just, everyone is just thinking, what's the next feud now? There's a silver lining, though. And when this cringe fest with Seth is over, you know what's happening at the end of the month? All out. So Oof, that's when Vince McMahon is going to have to step his game up. Thank the Lord for AEW. Um, but yeah, uh, the last match, Randy and Kofi. Um, this has been a long pod, but still, it's whatever. It's Too bad. Good. Too bad. So sad. Uh, a part of me sees Orton winning this. But that, to me, is probably the worst option they could go with right now, is Orton winning. So I'm just going to stick with Kofi winning, but I would not be surprised if Orton won. It would be cool to see Kofi win. It'd be like a full circle moment. And he's had the title since WrestleMania and had different matches Unlike Seth Rollins, who had the same opponent every month. But Randy Orton winning in Toronto 15 years later, there's a story there that they can really capitalize on and go maybe show a different side of his character because I like his promos. He's actually like talked a bit. like He hasn't been like the same robotic like Orton promo where he just comes out. They actually let him talk, and I think if they keep doing that with him as champ, it could be some exciting stuff, so... I'm going to stick with Randy Orton, but uh, either way, I think this is going to be a good match. Kind of, I get like Lesnar vibes from Orton in the sense where he kind of just flutters around in the back. And then when you need him to put on a good feud with someone, they roll him out. Like, oh, you're facing AJ Styles. 
go in there and talk for five minutes, get the crowd buzzing, and then you'll have a match and then disappear for three months. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny for me, but yeah, it'll be the match will be fine, I think. Um, I don't see Kofi losing. I'm surprised he's had it this long, but at the same time, I don't see him losing to Randy. I just I don't think they have plans for Orton long term if they were to give him the title. I don't know what they would uh, really get into if you were to take it off Kofi. I think they have more options if Orton was champion. Like you could have an Ali come up, you could have a Kevin Owens and Orton feud, you could put Kevin Owens over the top and win the WWE title with K- with a uh, Kofi Kingston. You got Brock. Like if you were to come over, you got maybe Bray Wyatt eventually. The heels on on SmackDown to me are mm, like you have Shane, but like no, no one wants to see Shane. No one wants to see like Elias right now. Like the heels on SmackDown are not that good. So if Orton were to win, I could see easily Kevin Owens like easily winning the title in like a month or two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like Orton is just a transitional champion now at this time in his career i don't see him holding it for a while if orton were to win do you think they'd uh go back into that authority kind of gimmick and then shane can align himself with randy oh, oh man i just i could see that i just but said something off there no i i could i could see that in the sense like this whole shane and ko match it's like oh i'm gonna write shane off and then like orton wins and then orton's like you know what shane I'll put you on my team. Oh, man. And then it's like, oh, for fuck's sakes, and man. Think it's and that's just more heat. <laughs> and then when KO wins, it's an even bigger moment. I could see that happening. Right, never mind. Randy wins. I want to see the old <laughs> Randy Orton back. The legend killer Orton. Old theme song. This theme song, like, put it on hiatus for a little bit. Like, I feel like there's just more options with Orton if he, if, uh, if he were to win. Like, there's more options down the road, but Kofi's title reign's been amazing, so... I wouldn't really want or him to lose yet. would you have Big E finally turn heel and go after Kofi if, you, if Kofi wins a title? If they're not on the show at all, the New Day, if they're not, like, defending the titles, then, may, then maybe maybe they could, but... Or they drop the titles and then Kofi wins. They all celebrate together, but then Big E beats the crap out of Xavier Woods, beats up Kofi, says this is my title now. I don't know why, but I see that, I see that feud starting at the Royal Rumble next year. Going into WrestleMania. I fe- yeah, I feel like... Biggie or Xavier, one of them is going to eliminate one or the other, and then it's just going to start a downward spiral, and they're going to face each other. And hopefully the right one wins this time, not Randy. Sorry. (laughs) That was awful. When Orton won, I'm like, are you fucking serious? You have DiBiase and Cody Rhodes here, and Orton wins. Wait, when was this? WrestleMania 2010, remember? When there was Uh, Legacy. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're not Orton win that? Fresh face turn for Orton. The second match on the card. I think they were backed into a corner there. They should have had DiBiase win that. Damn it. There were high hopes for that guy. He eliminated Orton in the chamber. What are you doing, man? Come on. I thought he was going to be huge. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I think he just lost interest. Like, they had... I think he was a name that... Could possibly beat the Undertaker's streak at one point because he, he was, in, he was, there was, was a lot of hype around him, and he was good in the ring. It's just his promos were not the greatest. But like when you looked at him, out of him and Cody Rhodes, you would think Ted DiBiase Jr. was might have been the yeah, bigger one. Yeah. Everyone said like Ted's the guy. Cody will be a nice mid card act, but Ted Ted's reminds people of a young Randy Orton when he broke in. And now they recently they did a Where Are They Now kind of thing on their uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. He fucking completely ditched wrestling years ago. So, that's a shame, man. <laughs> he was good. 
But yeah, that's it for this week's episode. <laughs> Make sure to stay tuned next week when we do our top 20 centers where we'll all have a heart attack doing the list because I know I will. It's going to be a – I'm going to have a huge headache doing it. Um, but yeah, that's it. Cheers. <laughs>